0: Go back with me to July 2023, the year of our Lord. One of the largest musical experiences is taking place at Arrowhead Stadium. People travel from all over to see Taylor Allison Swift. Performing her Eras tour before the concert, a fan is making a gift for Taylor. A staple of this music event is creating friendship bracelets. He has made this one especially for Taylor. This fan, while famous in his own regard, will be left with that bracelet, unable to give it to her. He will later say how disappointed he was, but little does he know that this event would catapult both both of them on a journey that caused the NFL to have the highest viewership rating since Super Bowl 56. A game which he had a significant role in. Have you guessed who this relatively unknown Swifty is yet? That's right, Kansas City Zone, Travis Kelsey. <laughs> What a story, huh? What a thing, what a thing. This has been quite a wild few weeks, and um, I have to tell you, I'm here for it. You might be wondering, Matt, what does any of this have to do with Moses? Don't worry, I'll get there. For all of those keeping score at home, though, this is the second sermon that I've started with a Taylor Swift Equivalent. So, you know, you're welcome. Um, <laughs> I actually pitched this series to our uh, leadership team. Um, I caught a uh, I happened to catch part of the um, the movie on, on, t- on TV one day, and I was it just like catapulted back into this. this was one of my this is the first CD I ever owned the soundtrack for this movie. If you haven't like watched this movie in a while, I really recommend it. I don't know where it's streaming, but I know it is, and you should definitely find it or find that little like VHS tape that you have and probably don't have a VCR anymore. Anyways, <laughs> it's a great movie to start with, and I mean anything that has Sandra Bullock as a supporting actor, it's got to be pretty good, right? While this movie is a great place to start, the story of Moses is a truly pivotal story from Hebrew Scripture, or what we call the Old Testament. If you have spent any time in, uh, in, in Scripture or even in, in a church, you've probably heard this story or pieces of the story many times. Maybe you spent time in 90s youth group with the Louie uh, the, the Louie camp adapted hit, Pharaoh, Pharaoh, come on, where are my youth kids at? Or maybe you were struggling with your own life, and maybe you spent some time reading this powerful, powerful story of deliverance. The story encapsulates God's love and mercy for God's people. When we thought about how we wanted to tackle this series, we had some themes or or chronological order maybe, or we could do that. Um, But last week, we we decided before that um, to do themes, different themes, different parts of this story. So we kind of hit the whole story from different angles. Last week, Pastor Evie spoke about origin story. We all have a story to tell. God uses every part of it. This week, I want to continue his story, but I want us to think about a concept that is central to the story of Moses. I want us to talk about defining moments. Somebody give me a defining moment. Yes, crowd participation. Beware, Methodists. Um, <laughs> somebody give me a defining moment in, in Moses' story. Shout it out. Burning bush. River, part in the Red Sea. Yes, so many, so many different defining moments, right? Oxford Languages defines uh, a defining moment as an event that typifies or determines all subsequent related occurrences. Okay, we got that out of the way. We tend to think about these events maybe as a one and done kind of thing. Events or event, an event or event in our life that is so big that it reshapes time after it, right? So um, there's, a time, there's a time before the event, there's a time after the event. My wife says there's a time after Matt, AM, and there's a time before Matt, BM. <laughs> oh, wait couple of examples here, before and after of these events. <laughs> wow. There's so much there. So much there. I'm so grateful for our videographer. A <laughs> couple of examples of, uh, of different, uh, different uh, defining moments. Uh, miracle on Ice, 1980, right? The Olympics. Um, the death of JFK or the launch of Facebook. These are defining moments. We can think of a time before or a time after those. We tend to think about the outcome of these events, though, rather than the life that led up to those moments. We remember the event based on the outcome rather than the journey that got us there or, got, or the decisions that led up to that moment. You brought up some great moments with, uh, with Moses. Burning bush, going to Pharaoh, parting of the Red Sea, Ten Commandments, I want to challenge us today to try to think think of something a little bit different as we look at some parts of this story together. Rather than focus on the big moments, I want us to look at the whole story. Well, I only have a few minutes left here, so I'm actually going to do an abbreviated story, but still, it's important for us today to see our lives not defined by whether, by whatever defining moments come our way, but maybe our faithfulness the faithfulness in which we approach every little moment can we be open enough to hear god in little moments so maybe we can train ourselves to listen in the big moments so i want to start today in exodus chapter 2 this is when moses flees from egypt so he has already left, so he's leaving egypt after um, killing or killing a Guard that was attacking a Hebrew slave. Here we go. But Moses fled from Pharaoh. He he settled in the land of Midian and sat down by a well. The priests of Midian had seven daughters. They came to draw water and filled the troughs to uh, to water their father's flock. But some shepherds came down and drove them away. Moses got up and came to their defense and watered their flock. When they returned, their father Rul said, how is it that you have come back so soon today? They said, an Egyptian helped us against the shepherds. He even drew water for us and watered his flock. He said to his daughters, where is he? Why did you leave this man? (laughs) Invite him back for bread. Moses agreed to stay with the man and he gave Moses his daughter Zipporah in marriage. Now as a as a pastor who's a daughter who has a daughter, I'm I'm a little I'm a little worried about the speed in which this priest is just giving away his daughters, but we'll talk about that another time. We'll keep this on Moses. That's right. Thank you, Connor. It was a different time. Oh uh, the events of Moses' life have brought him to this place no matter where he has come from and gone through will go through he is here right now all the pieces of his life have bearing on what he chooses to do here in this moment he, is allowed, he finds a new family and a prof- and a profession uh, um, and a profession as keeping a flock uh, the flock for his new father-in-law which then he then puts in place, that uh, which then puts him in a place to hear from God through a burning bush. Would God have found another way to get a hold of Moses? Probably, but this space allowed him to heal from what he what he had going on. Small steps, small choices along the way, choices that are so insignificant they're not even mentioned in the scripture. But we know from our lives the small choices, the small challenges that we with with that we accept along the way help us to prepare for all of the things that get mentioned in our story. Moses needed the time before for what was coming. Of course, when we hear the story of him leading the people. From Egypt, um, of course, then we hear the story of him uh, back in Egypt and back with the people, back with Pharaoh saying, let my people go. Let's move forward a little bit. Moses and the Israelites make it out of Egypt, and they make it to Mount Sinai. It hasn't been really a really long time, but it's been a minute since Egypt. God tells Moses to gather up the people they have, um, and have them stay around the area of the mountain. First, it's Moses that goes up the mountain. Then some other people come with him. Moses spends a great deal of time thinking about the needs of his people. We still do this today, right? We debate about best policies. We can act for our country, our state, our city, our church. While this doesn't read when you read in a scripture, like a debate, it's more God placing these commands on on to the Israelite people. We remember the things in the Bible are written with a purpose. Maybe this section could be saying to us more about the care and time that was spent establishing this new society. It also leads us to another impactful moment in the story. What happens when Moses and some of the leaders have been away for a while? The people have created a what? Idol, a golden calf. Look how mad he is in that. My gosh. Oh, my gosh. Moses freaks out a bit, right? When he comes back down, he breaks the tablets, yells at everything, and he gets quite more violent as well. Um, And this leads to 40 years of wandering in the wilderness and actually concludes Moses' story Dying before he gets to enter the promised land. This is a really important piece of the story. Moses is faithful. Moses is a deliverer. It's so obvious to us when we read this story. So obvious that he is not defined by the fact that in this moment, he did not make it or that he may have fumbled in some places along the way. We do this to ourselves, though, don't we? We define our lives by the outcome or the status symbol we achieve or by all kinds of other means that will all fall away. We have to take a larger look. We know that our lives are not relegated to a moment or a few moments. The faithfulness we maintain along the way is astronomically more important than any moment. Now, what does that look like in non churchy language? For some of us here, this whole church thing is really confusing. And you know and we, you know we have to we have to know when we have to sit or when we have to stand the words to sing the prayers and then some pastor tells you to read the whole story of Moses and there's stuff where God talks to people through fiery foliage and then there's all these rules and it might be easier just to sleep in on Sundays. For you today I want you to know that the story of Moses is not meant to constrict but meant to free, free, for, free us from all the things that we seek to hold, uh, that seek to hold us down and place us in categories. We may not always understand it through the words of Scripture, but there is someone who comes along later and takes all those laws and does not seek to throw them away. But through him, all those laws are fulfilled. Most areas of your lives are going to judge you for the result, your defining moments. But our mission here at Platwoods at, uh, United Methodist Church is inviting all people into full life together in Jesus Christ. We believe that we know what the result of that or the outcome of that will be. But God isn't asking for results. I believe that God is asking for Resolve. Resolve doesn't focus on the outcome if the goal was full life together, Resolve doesn't focus on the outcome if the goal was a fuller life for all people in Jesus Christ. Resolve has courage because Jesus had courage. Resolve is curious because Jesus was curious. And resolve centers belonging because Jesus centered belonging. How freeing is this? We know that Moses didn't always get it right. There are things that we read that are left in here because the Jewish people and early Christians knew that it was not about some unattainable human life. We see a person who stayed faithful. And let me be the first to say that faithfulness does not always look like a person who doesn't make mistakes or a person who doesn't have doubts. The choice, the resolve looks different in every season of our lives. But we hold on to this portrait of God in Jesus or the faithful follower in Moses. Not focusing on the result, but getting up every day and starting anew. A chance to place ourselves on a path towards Christ. God with us in our little moments. Sure, God is present with you in the storm. We all know this. But how much more prepared for the storm can we be if we are focusing on God in the little moments? We will be ready to accept all of the challenges of life if we do the work before those challenges arrive. I want to end today with a story about some folks in our congregation. Many of you have received a uh, prayer shaw when you've either been sick or been gone or uh, gone through a difficult time or just because you needed one. A group of women gather in our church to crochet multiple times a week. They found something that they love to do, and they have been faithfully leading this ministry For years. Go back to last spring. Our director of students, Janessa, was helping to plan summer camp for our students to experience um, for our conference. They were thinking about ways to give um, students some opportunities to have spiritual practices. Some other spiritual practices besides just maybe just sitting down to pray or just being in worship together or other things like that. Janessa asked if this group would be interested in coming down to camp and teaching crocheting. Sandra Donald, Cindy Bertonson, and Carol Hershey went to camp not knowing what to expect. Folks, they ran out of yarn. They ran out of yarn. These students were so into it. They got, to make, uh, they got to take home their needles. I talked to Sandra this week, and she said, kids were just so pumped. Students were so pumped to be able to, like, we get to take this home? Really? The needle? No one could have known the outcome. But remember, we're not focused on the outcome. These women spent time in their every day being faithful for years. Doing something that brought them joy and also helped others to experience fuller life in Jesus Christ. What are you faithful with? We all have the opportunity to be faithful with something in our lives. So, today, as you think about the ways in which you can be be faithful, just think about that one little thing what's your crocheting needle? What is the thing that is going to help another generation encounter God? What is the thing that's going to help your neighbor encounter a fuller life in Jesus Christ? Again, we don't worry about the result. Where in little moments can we be faithful? My my drumline instructor once told me um, in college... You don't rise to the occasion. You sink to the level of your training. That, that sounds a little nihilistic <laughs> in there, but we are a training people. We are a practicing people here at Platte Woods. We practice our faith. We gather together, we grow, we give, and we go out into this world as changed people. This is, is what we are working on in the little moments. And then when the next thing comes that's defining, we will be ready because God is with us. Will you pray with me? God, we thank you that your promise is that you are with us. Help us to tune our radios to you. to pick up your signal loud and clear amidst all of the loudness of life. Help us to be with you today as you are with us and to focus on our crocheting needle, our chance to be faithful. Amen.